Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. On today's episode of Food Farms and Chefs, we're welcoming back a celebrity chef and friend of the show, as well as introducing you to a whole new class of future chefs with a live demo and an insider's look into what it takes to become a student of the culinary arts. All right, everyone, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs, and I am delighted to bring back Chef Georgianne Leeming, who is a celebrity chef and you are also a leader now with um and being an advocate for map uh, and you know there are so many other things that you're involved with collaborate collaborations you brought food with you which you know <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna like warm up to us always bring food you always have to bring food exactly any situation <laughs> makes everybody happy so so i mean if you you know if you're listening at home this is also going to be uh recorded via video so you can tune in um to youtube to see exactly what she brought but why don't you describe some of the stuff that you've brought with you today Okay, I just brought a little little sampling of what uh, we've been doing. So my daughter and I um, actually started a place called Zhang Croissants. It's a little pop-up, and we're doing it out of the culinary school that I graduated from in Maze Landing, uh, Academy of Culinary Arts. So they have a little bake shop that usually the students use. So it doesn't doesn't get utilized on Friday and Saturday. So, so right now we're just doing uh, mostly croissants, obviously. But uh, one thing I do have here is I do have uh, some nice focaccia. This one's a tomato pie version, so just nice tomato sauce. Uh, good Parmesan cheese, of course, you have to have. So, and and before you move on to the next items, um, she walked in with this, and all all I could smell, like uh, you know, from the bag being enclosed, was the focaccia with the tomato, tomato pie. Just came, yeah, it just, so. yeah, and the garlic. It smells so good. <laughs> Yeah, I was smelling it all the way by uh, our 20-minute ride here. So, I was oh, like, they, so are you hungry? I, I was actually like hmm, a little hungry, like you know. Um, okay, so. Uh, one of the big things is our Supreme Croissants, which I don't have any of those with me today, but I do have uh, my daughter's all-time favorite, and it's been our biggest seller, is our almond croissant mm-hmm. because it's just filled with so much almond filling and more on top. Uh, chocolate croissant. I'm going to... Go you might get powder on. all over your stuff. I apologize yeah, yeah. right now, so... <laughs> And the chocolate. That's the chocolate. Yeah, nice chocolate. Look at it's so it's okay for people that tune in to the YouTube. It's covered in uh, powdered sugar, which I've been known to take bites and like forget that powdered sugar is on it, and it just poof. (laughs) It's like when you get a good beignet; it's all down the front of you, and that's when you know you're enjoying it. So it's it's all good. I feel like the messier the food, the better it tastes. Yeah, you know, you need a little like you know. You know, it's like a Dorito or something like that too, where you get the cheese. Oh, cheese curls are actually my favorite. I love cheese is, curls, yeah, so. and I, I love I, I love cheese. I know I know it's like, Ugh. but Cheetos. I love Cheetos. What are you? Uh, are you snack food kind of guru at all, Gene? Well, you know, I, I laughing listening to cheese curls because you know, as a married man, nothing could drive your wife more more crazier than like eating. You know, cheese curls or Doritos or Cheetos in bed because then you leave those orange fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> but it's so delightful. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you the number of times I've been at the doghouse for that action. <laughs> but but uh, that's what laundry is for. There you go. Absolutely. I am a um, potato chip aficionado. I have a thing for salt. So I am a potato chip fan, 
and I am a French onion dip fan. Um, but you have to make that yourself. Like, I have never found a French onion dip out of a container that was even really worth, yeah, it's no good. you know, turning the, the lid on. You know, it, it's not worth it. So, but, you know, you make it yourself and, and do it that way. And, and, you know, it's one of the most rewarding snacks in the whole world, that that saltiness of the potato chips with the richness of the sour cream. And now I want to stop and have some. Damn <laughs> And oh, hold, before we move on to the next item, have you noticed, have you seen, like, because, you know, hers always does weird flavors. Mm-hmm. They have a charcuterie flavor out right now. Really? I'm, like, yeah. wondering how they're going to pull that off. Like, do they make the individual <coughs> chips, like, cheese? Each one, one's slum, yeah. one's cheese, one's whatever, and it, yeah. And how do you monitor that? Like, that seems excessively, like, tedious to do something like that. Okay. But. It's, it's called snack, through, snack Foods Through Chemistry. Okay. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I'm a, just give me the old fashioned traditional plate or, you know, I, I'll do, you know, occasional barbecue, but you don't need all that stuff. You know, potato chips are great the way they are. You know, I want my charcuterie. I want my charcuterie. <laughs> I want my potato chips. I want my potato chips, you know? So. All right. So why don't we move on to uh, the croissant covered hot dog yes so i've got a this week we, i started doing a, a hot dog one because on fridays there's a um a lot of workers still in the building and the cafeteria and the building is closed so they need more lunchy things so i was like i had to add some savory on so i have the hot dog one a nice beef nathan's hot dog and then a spinach and feta one which is delicious as well um and then we usually do a ham and cheese but we didn't have any of those and so now, what's in the mystery one? Oh, I was trying to keep it extra warm for you, but I don't. It probably didn't stay extra warm. You know, I had it in the bag and everything, but so that is a brown butter chocolate chip cookie. Oh, and so. it it's huge. It's like, hold on, go ahead. It's <laughs> it's literally like um like almost the same size as my head. Oh, I mean, come on, you know <laughs> I like to do the bigger cookies, so you know it's, it's oh yeah. yeah. Do you okay? I, no, we're not supposed to eat in here. I forgot. Yeah. See, you, they, you can look and smell and that stuff. Um, but so <laughs> she she did. She brought so many goodies, and this is from your new your new um, collaboration with your daughter. Yes. So um, how how did you guys come about? Like, how was this decision made? Um, I don't know. Probably like any decision, where people just sit around and just think of a great of an idea. Like, oh, let's try it. You know, at least in this business, you get crazy enough to say. Let's try it out. Um, she went to school for baking and pastry, the same school I graduated from. Um, actually, I was pregnant with her my first semester, so she was basically born in the business, I like to say. <laughs> and, yeah, so she went for baking and pastry, and I was hot food. So um, this is actually more her forte, but, um, um, I'm, you know, I'm the one actually rolling the croissanto right now, so I'm very proud of my, uh, my skills there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we just decided that's, you know, put an idea together. We presented it to the, the the interim director and uh they're like yeah cool so this was our third weekend doing it so it's pretty new but uh but it's really been going great and uh you know just fun we're trying to do new flavors and then uh what we can expand with we have holiday pre-orders for this weekend coming up because you know everybody wants to uh grab something they don't have to make so <laughs> but yeah it's, it's just a lot of fun um to do something you know maybe not always be easiest with your family but so far we've been doing good we haven't we haven't uh you know had to yell at each other yet. Well, that's good. <laughs> now, um, so, I mean, ooh, yes, Gene? Georgette. Yes. What, you know, we have, we have a, a wide range of culinary skilled listeners 
So can you explain, because it is one of such a wonderful process, what makes croissant dough so special, the chemistry of the butter and the layers and everything that goes into that? Um, can you explain briefly that whole world to our listeners? Because I think that people eat croissants, and they really don't appreciate what goes into it. I mean, basically, the, the one word you said there is the main part of it that makes it so great. It's just butter. So lots of butter. It's just a dough with butter. But it's, it's a process called laminating, where you have to basically do uh, a sheet of butter, and you fold it into the dough, and then you roll it out, and then you let it chill again. You bring it back out again. So it's like a two-day process. Um, and each time that you build, you fold over the, the layers, it makes, you know, basically multiplies each layer. So when you go to cut them and bake them, after you, besides rolling them, you already have each layer has so many. So it's just, you know, uh, the butter and the moisture in the butter when it cooks, bakes up and it makes those layers burst. And it's just, it's just deliciousness. So, and also like the, the tempering in between, you know, is, is solidifying those. Yeah. Nice so I'm saying you, you have to put it back in the fridge, like everything cool. Cause what happens is everything will merge. So it's just such like a, it's a process, but, um, but it just makes it so yummy. So. Yeah. And, uh, and again, butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people panic because especially it's, you know, coming around to that diet season um, where people are like, oh, what are you going to give up? I will never give up croissants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not one single day in my life will I give up croissants because they go with everything. Like you could have just a plain croissant with uh, with hot cocoa, with coffee, with tea. It doesn't. You can have it as a breakfast sandwich. Like. Multiple layers, but now you're making supreme croissants. Yes, so they're like the the next Corona, I guess you could say. Basically, is um, so they're rolled up and then they're stuffed like a donut, and then topping with like icings and garnish and everything. Uh, like this week, we have a, a peppermint one with chocolate ganache. We have a cranberry orange, and I think we're doing for this week a, a pecan turtle one. So we'll have like toasted coconut and the chocolate and the pecans and. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And then you you know you tear apart the layers and it's got filling all in the middle of it. So it's you know it's croissants on steroids, I guess you could say. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks like it too. Like I, Jean, I don't know if you popped onto her site or whatnot, but uh, it's 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 again, it's like as big as your head. Like it's huge. Like in your hand, you could see how big it is. So it's it when you're saying supreme um, croissant, you're not kidding in any way, shape, or form. And um, and so, like, because you're also part of the Culinary Institute mm -hmm. and because you're, you know, doing pop-ups out of there, do you think eventually you're going to, like, incorporate, you know, classes on, like, ha having them prep and... Uh um, well, they, I mean, that they already have, like, basically classes on... There's, there's baking, pastry, or hot foods. Um, some students take both, and they do have to take a little bit of each. But um, they do have uh, classes that gear them towards setting up... Uh, that situation for themselves. Um, I actually do right now have a part-time uh, employee with my one of my culinary students who's in the baking and pastry program who was uh, in my last class here when I was running the restaurant at night. Um, so, but yeah, they, they get all aspects, whether they're hot foods or, or pastry, of, of how to you know run a kitchen, and that includes costing and, and, and converting recipes. And so that's all, you know, part of what they do. Yeah. So now <clears throat> you, you've bounced around a lot, like, like with, um, different collaborations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that previously you were running foodie hall and with, 
like numerous, I won't get into, but numerous different um, aspects to, you know, what you were providing Mm -hmm. as far as recipes are concerned. So um, what is it like bouncing from from Foodie Hall and then kind of streamlining it with different uh, collabs, uh, like, for instance, the spices? Mm -hmm. Um, I just have always been the person that likes to, or the chef, should I say, that likes to do different cuisines all the time. Um, So I tell my students, too, if, if you work at one restaurant, say it's an Italian restaurant, um, that's all you're ever going to learn. So you need to either, you know, you want to job hunt, uh, jump, obviously, but, you know, teach yourself at home, especially now, like past like 10 years, things you can just get online, whether it's YouTube or whatever, it's, you can almost learn any recipe. So I've always done that, that where I've pushed myself to learn different recipes and styles of cooking. Um, and I had my restaurants in Philadelphia, I bought it, you know, it was New American because it's the melting pot of this country. So all different flavors. So basically it's just, it's, I'm just doing what I, what I normally do, just, you know, um, Going from one thing to the next. Even at my restaurant, I did my own desserts. Nothing extravagant. Can I do a 10 to your wedding cake? No. But, you know, I, 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 hey, you know, I could do desserts. Um, so it's really just, you know, we pivot we, all the time as chefs normally. But, you know, obviously in the past, you know, several years with everything that's been happening. And um, I'm one person that, you know, if I'm not happy in a position and feel like it's not a good fit for me, I will move on. And so I just line up what's next for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm also... Um, uh, consulting. I'm also doing restaurant consulting. So I actually with a group of women from MAP. Um, for those who don't know it, MAP is a, a women advocacy group um, for a restaurant uh, in industry. So I've been very proud to be that part, part, part of that and um, actually taking a bit of a more role this next year. We'll be planning a lot of uh, events across the country, um, different regions. We will have one in Philly. So I'll let you know about that. Um, so you know, it's always, you know, setting an example for, you know, especially this next generations of, you know, better conditions we want to see in the industry as women, especially. Yeah. Um, considering that only 7% of our make it to an executive level, even though 50% of the workforce is women, are women, should I say, sorry. Um, I was just, you know, one of the ones that was able to, to break that through, but it took many years to do it. And, uh, you know, I've been in the business 22 years now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm always looking for, you know, what I'm going to enjoy doing. Um, you know, what I can push myself to do with next. Um, you know, my last position was great. You know, I opened up, yes. you know, seven concepts in two, in two months, basically, of, uh, of, of opening it up. The process, you know, took over a year to get it going, but um, writing all the menus and the recipes. And, um, you know, I was proud of that. Did a great job. It was just time <clears> to move <throat> on. And, you know, now I'm just seeing what else I can do. This next year, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to have fun with this, though, too, because I still, at the end of the day, you know, even after all this time and as tired as I may be, I, I still love to create food and, and have people enjoy it. That's yeah. Cool. That's why we do it as chefs. So. I'm going to circle back around to one particular uh, food item that okay. you created for that. Uh, but first I want to touch base <laughs> on the fact that um, is MAP going to coexist alongside, because it's almost, I mean, similar concept of supporting women in the hospitality and food industry um but la dames you're also one of uh, the members of yes. la dames and so is um several high 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 profile we'll say chefs um but you know i saw that uh one of which she's she's also participating and leading the way um and i had her on for a, a segment which Jean actually helped me uh, with that connection. <laughs> and she's a restaurateur. I told... I, Alan? Yes. So she's yes, a so, restaurateur. So Alan is, has the... They have the, also the group uh, part of La Dame's is um, Sisterly Love. 
Yeah. So actually, I was at an event a few months ago. I'm not sure if you went to that one. Did you go to that event the, uh, at the Story Factory, the one that they had? No, no, okay. no. So I met Alan actually um, at the conference last year. So, um, and then she's part of the Sister Love. But her and Jen Carroll are also part of that. So yes, we are actually going to be working with her for our Philly events, um, the, the Sister Love group and Alan Yin. So um, okay. it will be a fabulous. And that's the thing, you know, it's, it's we need to pull in regionally the groups that we can to support each other, you know, because I think it's, uh, was it WCR? One of the women's groups that's disbanded now. Um, oh, Women yeah. Hospitality, I think, is WH. There's, there's two groups. One of them has disbanded. So um, there is definitely need for it and, and across the country. So um, I'm just you know, excited to see what we get to do next year. Great people like like Ellen and, yeah. and Jennifer. So And not to disclude uh, Gene, who who is male, but, you know, he's, he's always supportive and helping out women, too. So, you know, got to well, give him a nod. We call that our male ally. So we do have men included. Yes. Behind every behind every great man, there is a great woman, and behind every great woman, there is another great woman. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a common saying. I've heard yep. him say that more than once. He he's definitely super um, supportive, and he um, he recently helped me actually uh, by you know connecting me with somebody who I won't discuss on air right now. Um, but I'm about to start a new position, and you know it's because he connected me with that that. Um, individual with that company and awesome. so yeah so to his accord to Jean's accord not being female but being male <laughs> as a human being and just super helpful like I, I adore Jean as my co-host and co-owner of Food Farms and Chefs but I have to you know give him some props there um, well, so, so we need as we said that's, that's we consider that a male ally and we, we've had several of them that came to the um, the convention this past year and that will be included in this year's programs because that's what we need because we you know can't just be all all women supporting women we need men supporting the women as well and there's a lot of them that already have that in their practice it's not you know it's not that all of them don't yeah yes you have been involved around i've been around uh la Dames for a lot of years uh through various different people i've worked with and you know always my favorite events and i think we started out years ago doing Around Valentine's Day, they did the chocolate event in Philadelphia, and I always, always loved that. You know, people like Lynn Bruno and, and, you know, just other members of the Dom that, that have been around. This, you know, what a great organization of uber-talented chefs and food professionals uh, that doesn't get enough credit uh, for what they do for education and supporting, you know, young chefs and students. I can't say enough positive stuff about uh, LaDoms as an organization. You know, it's just an amazing group of super talented women. And they are, and I've I've actually been asked to, by a couple of the uh, members to join. I haven't joined yet, but uh, I feel like it's something that I should join just because, like, I already you know am in a position where I I do this that sort of thing, like alongside with Jean, and uh, and we help support everyone from the hospitality mm -hmm. industry. But you know, if you pay attention, I do support women. Um, very, I'm very strong advocate for for women restaurateurs and chefs. So, yeah, it's important. You know, it's it's just like I said. You know, we we worked 
all these years just as much as any man. And I'm not going male bash or anything, but just saying. But then if you look at it, unfortunately, you know, they do make less wages. It is a fact. You know, they do not get the promotions. Um, I, I do think maybe in the past year or two, we're seeing more strives to that being better because of uh, just more uh, spotlights being shown on that. Yeah. Uh, and just also COVID bringing that about, too. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see the next year, what we're able to do and, and make more connections. And that's what it's about. Women supporting each other, networking. Um, that's why it's a, with the two other women that I'm working with from the MAP group that I met. One is in Atlanta, the other one's in Baltimore. Oh, and wow. we all flew together to Atlanta last week, you know, and, and um, we're, we were together. So, I mean, you know, there's nothing, you know, we support each other. We can we can all work together and, and help each other, benefit each other. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> with these new supersized croissants, I'm going to bounce back. <laughs> Supremes, yes. Yes. I mean, they're they're eye catching. They're huge, and I know that they're gonna trend at some point in time on uh, social media because there's no way that you can put something out like that where it's not gonna yeah, catch. Right now, they're attention. in New York and the UK. The kind of they're that's they're yeah. the thing. So yeah, yeah, and I've seen that. Mm. But it definitely, in, I mean, Philadelphia like is such a foodie area, and you know, other cities obviously have their their centralized foodie you know, cities, mm. but, um, Philadelphia is well known for, for, you know, launching, being a launch pad of food. And the fact that, you know, you have something that is so, and I mean, don't cringe, but Instagrammable, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you know, something that's going to be so delicious and mm. buttery and flaky. And then, you know, you have that sweetness because you're stuffing them. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and you're in your so being, sweet and buttery, right? buttery layers, you know? So, I mean, what? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you have a sweet tooth or, you know, have a palate of any, some sort, I mean, come on. <laughs> and, you know, people travel, it's not that far to go down the expressway or, or, you know, down 322 or whatever and hop on down to the school. So, uh, you know, people travel for food. So, but, you know, I mean, who knows what could lead to us, you know, something else one day right now you know we're content trying With this out doing, yes yeah. you know um it fits into what we're doing but you never know down the road you know it's not that i haven't had my own places and <laughs> so whether i get crazy enough to do that again but um you will see see yeah. what happens so what about you gina if i if i tap tap my uh my friend over here and go okay i'm gonna purchase like x amount of uh of the su supremes you call yeah. it um would you want me to pick you up some? You really need to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but, it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would be a flavor that you would just go uh, uh, gaga over? Which one would I? <laughs> okay, so if you, if you were... Have, have you, have you you've seen me? I, there's... Nothing in the world that I don't enjoy when it's food. I mean, you know, obviously it's bad cooking, but, so, you know, we're starting off with a croissant, so you're, you know. I mean, I have a daughter who's a vegan that gave up being a vegan when she went to Europe because of croissants. <laughs> so, you know, there's no there. Yeah. You know. So I, I think that I would love to. Um, I, no, you know, I, I listen to them, and, and right off the bat, I mean, I love you know, the idea of incorporating spinach into it and do like a Mediterranean flavored one. I think that's so creative, so cool. Um, I love that idea. You know, they're, they're all going to be good. I One of my truly, 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 one of my weaknesses in life is a chocolate croissant. 
They are know, pretty good. They are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, it, for, and, and, you know, I, I don't know because I, I never walked into her pastry kitchen, but I'm going to bet that we're not talking Hershey's chocolate. You know, <laughs> no. we're talking a good quality chocolate that's being incorporated. So you're going to get all that richness and, and genuine chocolate flavor blended with butter and flaky pastry dough. Like, really? <laughs> like, what am I going to say? You know? <laughs> no, you're not human. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only the regular croissant. We talk about the Supreme. It's also got like dripping and ganache or frosting on top yeah. too. And yeah, it's, that's it's, yeah. yeah. But the first week I did a s'mores one, you know, so I torched the marshmallow on top and oh, I saw that immediately. Yeah, with the great, yeah, yeah. So you know, and then each week we'll switch it up and uh, different flavors. So it's just fun that way. But um, yeah, they're just they're good. They're good. We did the salted caramel in this past week. It was it was. So I was I was thinking if you reduce down some bourbon, so you cooked out the the alcohol, so mm-hmm. it's safe for everyone to eat. Sad, but you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cook down the the bourbon. Did you hear and- my coffee cup tap it on the floor there. When you say that, I'm like, why would you debase bourbon? Because um, kids but, would probably eat this, and I don't want them being you know being subjected they'd sleep, to. But they'd sleep. They'd sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, a reduced down uh, bourbon with chocolate and maybe toffee. I feel like that would be a good yummy, buttery kind of combo. Yeah, toffee. Well, you got to make it loose enough to, to yeah. shove something inside. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> That's why we are. Uh, it's basically just like, okay, what, what, what goes together? Because you need your sweet, your salty, this or that. So Yeah. Because you also don't want to be too much because, you know, it's already so rich. Yeah, the croissant, but that, it's all good. It's all good because you know you've already got the icing on the top or the drip anyway, so <laughs> it's good. The cranberry orange is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yes. Or you know you can you, you can add like with a cranberry orange, you can also you add a little bit of sweetness. Say you can throw in a little sea salt too on top. Sprinkle a little sea salt on top. A lot of a lot of wonderful things we can do here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can. The world is your oyster or your croissant in this particular case. But um, yes, exactly. And I can just, you know, it's a great thing about you know being your own. You can do whatever you want, and like you know, so you know, yeah. All right. So I mean, we had a lot of fun. The time flew by. Believe it or not, we actually wow. have to. Yeah, exactly. We have quick. to let you go. <laughs> I know, because we were having fun. Yeah, because you have, have time for your snacks. Soon, so I, yeah, exactly. Smell that too. tomato. Yeah. I know the entire time, <laughs> tempting me. Um, so. Where can people find you? Where can they um, order order these Supremes and um, the rest of your yummy, your yummy, delicious foods? Okay, so our location, like I said, is uh, Mays Landing at the Academy of Culinary Arts, which is located at the Atlanta Cape Community College campus. Um, <clears throat> we do have Instagram called Zang Croissants. So, by the way, Zang is not just some crazy thing. It's actually Augustus Zang who invented the croissants. So there's a reason for that weird name. Zang is his last name. So Zang Croissants on Instagram. Um, also made a TikTok and a Facebook. We haven't done too much on there yet, but Zang Croissants. You can see what the weekly flavors are each week, and you can message. And then um, if anybody doesn't want to come down the pre-order for, for Friday, um, we have till tomorrow to get that in. So um, just message or email, which is zangcroissants at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have a phone there because it's, you know, not a our space. Up, so, yeah. yeah, so it would either be email or messaging on, on Instagram. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us and talking about your, your new business endeavor. Thank um, you. Have me. Exactly. <laughs> and thank you and for bringing, bringing, bringing you food. snacks. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I feel like I want to place my order now for, for Friday. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Jean. 
I loved having you join us for, for, uh, for this episode, but we will be right back after this short break. Hey everyone, it's Amaris Pollock and Jean Blum here from Food Farms and Chefs. We wanted to wish you a wonderful holiday season. And if you're looking for a delicious way to celebrate, you can tune in to Food Farms and Chefs on WWDB at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. So first off, can you tell our listeners who you are? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Hi, my name is Chef Barry Galasso. I work at Canada County Technical Schools. My 28th school year here in the district teaching culinary arts. Okay. And so you're making crab cakes yes. in preparation. Correct. Okay. So in preparation for, just to give you a little bit of background, we, what we do is that we offer this menu to our staff members, to their family members. And what they do is, is they take them home and then they order food from us. So this week on Friday, everybody will be picking up their whatever they order. This is the start of that, this uh Today, today is more of a mise en place kind of getting everything together, organized, putting food order away that just came in, and getting ourselves set up, writing prep list, giving students tasks so they know when they come in the next few days. Um, this is what they're going to be doing. Uh, they they may be working on crab cakes all week. They may be working on baking dough and uh, strabolis or breads. If call them that, whatever you, you know, choose to call them. Pepperoni bread, spinach bread, sausage pepper bread, whatever that is. So today, like I said, is, is a basic knees and plot day. Uh, the students who are here with me today are all level three and a couple level four um, seat. Uh, so how that works out is level three are junior and level four are senior. So we have four um, areas in which we're two areas in which they go travel to, either the main kitchen or culinary express. But four different levels. We have level one, which are our freshmen, level two, which are our sophomores, level three is our juniors, and level four is our seniors. So, um, like I said, the school is, you know, obviously it's a vocational technical school. Uh, students get a great education here as well as, you know, three periods a day of a career program, which they choose to um, participate in. Many of them uh, have certificates that go along with them. We also offer a college option program. That's available to seniors who qualify their senior year. They can actually spend a whole year at a county college and get full credit for it. And uh, that's one last year they have to go to college. So it's, it's it's a pretty cool thing, especially, you know, when you're, you know, just starting out, getting that one free year of college under your belt, getting a plan of what you want to do. And like I always tell my students, you know, when they come in, they make a decision on what they want to do when they're 13 or 14 years old, make a decision. What, I want to be a chef, or I want to be a carpenter, or I want to be a welder, or I want to be a plumber. It's very hard to, to know that. But cooking is one of them things where you have a life skill for the rest of your life. Whether you know you don't pursue you know being a chef, there's still many avenues within this business that you can uh, or career cluster that you can thrive on. And then on top of that, you know even if it was just a life skill and you got a job doing something else, it's something that you always have behind you. Okay, so we're going to get started with these crab cakes. So in front of me here today, I have some jumbo lump crab meat. Okay, I have some eggs at a basic breading station. I always do my uh, basic breading station with salt, uh, AP flour, pepper, garlic powder, and because we're doing crab cakes, just a little bit of Old Bay. Same thing in my panko breadcrumbs. Salt, pepper, garlic powder, 
and a little bit of obey, and then just some eggs. Okay. Um, we have some mayonnaise. We have some fresh garlic, some salt and pepper, some lemon juice, some Worcestershire, and some obey, and a little bit of grape coupon. The grape coupon really brings out that flavor in the crab. It just really, really hits. Uh, and the Worcestershire and the grape coupon together with the mayonnaise form a really, really nice base. And then depending upon the mixture, now sometimes crab meat, it's crab meat, it goes in the can, we drain it, but sometimes it's wetter than others. So sometimes I have to add a little bit of breadcrumb into the mixture. I really don't like to do that. I'd rather be on crab meat. And then when I go ahead and put it into the breading station, the flour, egg, and breadcrumb, that's where it'll solidify and be able to form that cake. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to take a little bit of this crab meat. And I would say this is probably one pound of crab meat that's going into um, the bowl. And then what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to take a little bit of salt and pepper, just a little bit of salt. Again, I was telling my class, and I don't know if the listeners heard it, but I found recently just by watching a lot of videos and, and a lot of shows that, that take place, recipes getting crazy, like so many different ingredients. Like you look up a recipe online now, and it's got 18, 19, 20 things. Like what what happened to simple food? Let 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 the basic food, let let um crabby, let the steak, let let whatever you're doing be the star of whatever you're doing and not overpower with all these different things. You know, simple sometimes is better. Sometimes we overthink things when we cook and you know it gets it gets a little sideways. A little bit of fresh garlic minced. And I love that when you're a professional chef and like you've gotten used to also cooking at home in the kitchen, you kind of tend to not measure. Yeah, well, I, I do. I, I mean, it's good and it's not. Like, I tell the students all the time, like, I think they're getting to the point now where, like, when we make stuff, I don't see them so much with this. If I give them a specific recipe, then yes. But I want them to kind of freelance and kind of, you know, and the most important thing for them to do is, is to taste their food. A lot of them will come up and they'll present. Like, we did a dish the other day, and I'm like, wow, I'll be honest, I didn't try it. Well, if you didn't try it, then how do we know what adjustments have to be made? It's very important that you you try that, but yeah, I think it's important too that you kind of freelance a little bit and do what you want. And a little grape coupon. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little bit of mayo, and I always tell them also, you know, it's easy to you can always add to, but you you can't take from. So you can always put stuff in a bowl and and and, and you know mix something or, or do something or try something like when you're making meatballs, for example, take a little piece. You know, smash it down, fry it off, try it. See what that seasoning tastes like. Then if you need to adjust, you don't have to make everything at once. That's why I like with the crab cakes. It's nice to make like a small batch, make a crab ball or something like this. Something that's going to be small, something you can make, something you can eat. Try it. Say, you know what? You know, it needs a little bit of this or it needs a little bit of that. You can always adjust. So I'm just going to go ahead. It's very important, too, that I found is that I like to mix. When you mix things, don't overmix, especially when you're making meatballs or even when you're making crab cakes. Because things tend to break apart. Um... When you do something like meatballs or something like that, you don't want to overdo it because it becomes hard, okay? It becomes almost like mechanical, like it was done through a machine. And that's not what we're going for. So going ahead and mixing that. I give that a good mix, but I'm not like, I'm kind of just folding with my hands. Okay, I'm really not. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the scoop here. And after I go ahead and do this, this when it's all said and done, this will be about a four-ounce crab cake and a little bit of flour. And it's always important. I always mess it up with one hand dry, one hand wet when you're doing a printing station. 
I always say I start off good, and then all of a sudden I get clumps everywhere. So I had to change my gloves a million times. I try to adhere to that, though. I'm going to do it today. The sand was my dry. The sand my wet. Put it in there. And then don't be afraid. Like, I tell them all the time, when you do the pancake breadcrumbs, you know, put them on there. Those 20 years, like I said, it's very fresh. Okay? And sometimes when you do something that's very fresh, sometimes I would flash these in a fryer. Or, I'm sorry, flash these in the freezer first for a few minutes, and I would fry them up. To firm it up. Yeah, just to firm it up a little bit. But sometimes... So I have it there. I'm going to go twice in there now. So I'm going to hit these twice. Now I got them to the consistency that I want them to. Okay, a little bit in the egg. And more in here. I think you already double dipped with your hand. Uh, <laughs> you know, listen. When you're passionate about something, you just go for it. Like, you've never made a mistake. You know, it's tough work here. You know, being a movie star, I already told you guys it's tough. It's difficult for me to get out of the house every day, like paparazzi <laughs> and all the different stuff. You know what, being me, and then when you guys criticize me, the uh -huh. little fans and friends, thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make one more. I don't want to use it. For our listeners at home that yeah. are watching the video, that you're using a food fill egg pre-measure and everything's consistent. Yeah. So everything's consistent. So <laughs> and one year where I had some students make them, and I'd be honest with you, I got busy, and I got sideways, and I wasn't watching. And I like call me up like Christmas Eve, all my food. Some of the crab cakes are cute, and some of them, and I, and I went, and I saw the batch that I had, I'm like, so whatever happened, it got sideways, and people weren't doing it. So yeah, very important, <laughs> because people were very finicky about this. Now, I only charge, what much do I charge for these? Where are they at? They are $5 a piece, right? So I mean, you know, you're getting... A really nice crab cake for that amount of money, and people still complain. But you know, it is what it is. And customer is always right. <laughs> and honestly, you can't get crab cakes at a restaurant at that price point. So, no. I mean, I don't know. All the food that we do, I mean, like I said, everything is homemade. Um, all our sauces, our soups, and we don't skimp on anything. We give people really nice portions. Time in there. And then we're going to fry these bad boys. Hopefully they'll stay together. If you know, not, it's real. If they don't, it's real. Life, you know, it's like, hey, what is what it is. But um, I'm going to take these crab cakes and fry them, and then we're going to plate them, and then um, we can talk about whatever we could, everybody wants to talk about. Students have any questions or you know whatever. But like I said, this is this is going to be a week for us, and it's good. We can't you can't duplicate this kind of experience like. When I went to the when I went to the Philadelphia Restaurant School, and that's where I went for culinary arts. Like we did stuff like this, but we had like eight hour classes every day. So yeah, you were there all day long. And you'd have like three sections. You'd have like you know, I'd have like one section of like, you know, we'd have English, we'd have math, and we'd have culinary, we'd have all different kinds of things. But we got a lot more opportunity to cook because we were there a lot longer. You guys are here. Until ten o'clock. So you hear about it because you guys have homeroom here. You hear about two hours a day. So two hours a day, like I said, and these students are all level three, and you know it becomes a uh, almost like a family. You know, it's like we, we're together so much. So I'm going to take these over. I'm going to fry them, and then I'm going to. Do you want me to plate here? Or do you want me to plate over there? Um, you can plate here. Okay. I'm going to follow you. All right. I have it on pause right now. Got a big order for the Okay. Yeah. Best hair. I think I'm gonna get your hair. But...
because this is not something I normally do. Do four up to I'm leaving. <laughs> God, I hope. Uh, no, I'm going to plead. Yeah. Could you get a picture of Carmina for me? She's my lovely assistant of all these years. Well, take this guy, take the I'm going to put him into the room. A lot of times what people do is just they, they put him in a such a high temperature, uh, but they burn them before they actually cook. These are going to about 125 degrees. Okay, and it's the blended oil. It's not as straight like vegetable oil. You want to feed it in the milk, like a basket. Very delicately, I'm going to drop it. Like I said, sometimes I get nervous when I do real fresh rapid, like because, you know, yeah, maybe put it in the freezer for five to seven minutes to get a little firmer. But I think we're going to be okay. Very confident. And like I said, it's a very basic recipe, but the results are in, in you know, in the taste. Everybody that always gets them says, yeah, there's a lot of crab cake places out there. They say, oh, these are as good as this place or that place or whatever. I mean, I think they're very good. A lot of places don't go well, but I guarantee you, if you uh, go to one of those stores this week and buy one, you're going to be paying eight, nine, ten dollars in a crab cake. And if you're having the seven, uh, like I do the seven pitches in my house, and I do crab cakes as part of it, and I have 20 people coming over for dinner, I need at least 20 crab cakes. So I would do the math and say $200 cooking crab cakes that I would need for my family. And then, so, and then plus all the other stuff. So you're looking at at least a thousand dollars or more just in food. And now with the inflation and the prices of food, good luck. Yeah. Uh, they are staying together. We're getting nice and golden brown. Nice and I usually, uh, I usually leave them in uh, anywhere four to six minutes. Okay. Excuse me. No, I can always, you know, I feel like they may be a little cold. Usually you can do everything by touch and feel. You know, just like, like I try to teach the kids, like when they cook a burger or they cook a steak, you know, it has a feel. What do you mean it has a feel? Or how does it, you know, you touch it, what does it feel like, you know? And I always tell them, I always give them this um, kind of thing. I said, if you, if you make a fist and you blow up your hand and you touch the pad right in your hand here, and if you press on that, Okay, that's because really no resistance. You're looking like a medium well. If you relax a little bit more, it's like a medium well, and then a medium rare, and then completely loose would be rare. So I always give them that kind of touch test. Yeah. Say, hey, how does that feel? Because when they get on the real world, they're going to have to, like, they're not going to be like 17,000 thermometers all over. You know, I mean, it's just not going to happen. They're going to get fired. The chef's going to be yelling at them. They're going to be so frustrated, they're going to leave. So, they have to learn. Yeah, I know this is a learning environment, but they have to start learning how to, you know, see and conceptualize food and figure out it's done um, by look and touch and feel, not always by, you know, unless, you know, it's a big piece of meat, we're cooking it in the oven or we're making short ribs or we're making, you know, steaks. You know, then obviously we want to use it at the top. If we're doing individual pieces of steak or pork or whatever, you have to start getting back to the Feel. Feel well. You know? Oh, I love hearing that sizzle. Yes. It's a good sizzle. Good sign. So, here's one out of the other. I mean, out of the other. Okay. In the fryer. Okay. Got a nice golden brown color. Now, normally, if I was working, um, if we were doing it here, I would make them a little bit smaller, but because we're selling for $5, that's, I think it's a pretty fair size of $5 bounty. And then, if I was doing it for our special going to that, I'd make it a little smaller and then we could still them. And then they would get perfect. Okay. 
So we'll go over on the plate. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get ready to plate. I just wanted to make mention of, of one thing to my to the students. So these crab cakes that we're doing, I, I tried to cook these here, obviously, because we're going to plate them until they're fully fully done. We're going to do them a little bit lighter because what's happening is, is people are going to be taking these home and they're going to be reheating these. So we don't want to cook them full and then give them to people, put them in an oven at 325 degrees for 10 to 12 minutes to heat them up and then they become overdone. So we want to, when we, whenever we do catering or something like that, we just do it just under, okay, and then let them finish them. So again, crab cake, completely done. Um, on the plate, a little bit of fresh parsley. You can obviously, you know, do it with whatever you would like. Um, a little bit of cocktail sauce and then a little bit of fresh lemon. And, you know, again, when you go to plate, it could be simplistic. It could be something that uh, is very, very fancy. I think, again, crab cakes are a star. Well, people love crab cakes. So if you're going to serve crab cakes, you're going to do crab cakes, um, you know, make make it a star. So a little, a little bit of parsley, a little bit of spring mix, some cocktail sauce, some fresh lemon, maybe some um, other sauce. And who knows the other sauce that goes with Huh? What's the other sauce? What? Tartar sauce, yes. So, you know, sometimes you can serve a, a little bit of both. Sometimes the menu will ask. Sometimes the server will ask, would you like some cocktail or would you like some tartar sauce? And then, you know, allow them. And I always tell people, like, you know, when I, you know, it's one of my biggest pet peeves and some of my family members do it. They sit down and the first thing they do when the food goes on the table is grab the salt and pepper and start putting on. And I'm like, how do you know that it needs salt? Or how do you know that it needs pepper? Oh, I just know. Well, try the food. Like, I wish, almost wish, I almost wish they didn't put it on the table at all and that you had to ask it. Because I think sometimes they, you know, takes away from whatever the chef's doing. All right. Applause. Uh, well, <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do is, is in, in, a, in a few minutes, when, we're, when I'm done here, you guys are going to we're start getting you guys into uh, groups. And... All right, I am here with Chef Mary. I'm not going to botch your last name. Colasso. Um, and it's you know fair point because I I was you know kind of, like my name's not exactly easy either. But we just I didn't <laughs> but we just watched your demo making the crab cakes with your students in the back. Uh, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what got you to this point where you're teaching? Sure. So my name is Barry Galasso. Um, I was a graduate of the Philadelphia Restaurant School. I originally went to college for uh, business. I didn't love it. I started working for a caterer while I was in college. Started loving it, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm going to leave uh, the business world and pursue this culinary arts field. So I went to obviously went to Philadelphia Red Crown School, and then I had always had education in, in my blood because my father and then was superintendent of the schools, and I've had all my his brothers and sisters were all teachers and educators. So it was always in my in my background. So when I became a chef, I really never really thought 
but I never really put the two together. And then an opportunity came up where they said, you know, you know, you know your son's a chef or looking for a culinary arts teacher. You think you'd be interested? And the first thing on my mind was because I never liked school growing up. I mean, it was okay. I tolerated it. I did what I had to do, but I wasn't like an all star or anything, you know, crazy about it. So I'm like, I'm not sure. I really like this thing. It's cool. And then I started thinking, like, okay, well, what about when I'm 40? What about when I'm 50? What about when I'm, you know, getting older? And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, a chef life is very, it's tough, especially if, you know, you're working, you know, six, seven days a week. Um, Work at a lot of different restaurants, and you know, case in point, the hustle and bustle. Yeah, the hustle and bustle. Students uh, dropping things, and I apologize to the listeners. This is like an active classroom, so it's probably like the first time that we've ever done something where it's completely, uh, you know, live like this. But you know, it, it is what it is. So getting back to um, what I was saying was, is that I decided to become a teacher, and then I did, and then you can just come in. Ladies and gentlemen, get them. We're not here. So it's live. So it's live, and it's happening. And students drop things, or they, you know, and they, there's 20 of them back there putting it in a little way. So who doesn't want to do this? Who doesn't want to do that? So it's sort of like, it's like a, it's a real industry. Yeah. You know, it's like so and so's, whatever. Everybody's in the business gets it, knows it. It shouldn't be any surprise to anybody. So, I decided to get into this teaching thing, and uh, 20 years later, here I am. Um, I love my job. I don't think of it as a job, really. I kind of just do it because I, I really love it. Like, I know I was talking to you yesterday in preparation for the show, and I was actually ready to come in. Like, when I leave on Friday, I don't think, oh, you know, sometimes I'm tired, and sometimes I can lose the day, and sometimes it's yeah, like, you know, but really, when you, when you love what you do, and I do love what I do, coming here with these kids and have fun every day and make stuff like this, and you know, create with them, and a lot of them sometimes, like, uh, my favorite class every year is when I get, around Memorial Day, I'll get live crabs. Some of them have never seen live crabs before, and I'll get a bushel of them, and I'll bump them in the prep sink back there, and I'll be crawling all around, and I'll shock them with ice, and we'll cook them, and we'll have, like, those big crab feet. I mean, stuff like that. It's just, you, unless you work with young people in cooking, and you open up their eyes and their, and their minds, it's something that it's hard to describe. It's, you know, yeah, some days it's really frustrating. Some days you think, you know, the students are got exactly what you're saying, and then you're like, oh boy, they didn't get it all what I was saying. And then, but it's okay, you know, you go back. And I always say with this teaching thing, like, we offer a lot of different programs here at the school. And when we're open for lunch, like, there's no, there's no room for her. Yeah. Like, by 10 o'clock, we're open, and we have to have soups and entrees and everything ready to go. From seven thirty eight o'clock. Now, yeah, we do meet some class the day before, and we got ourselves set up. But for the most part, you know, everything's fresh and live and ready to go. If the carpentry teacher, or, you know, they build birdhouses and the birdhouse falls apart, the kids take apart and they put it back together. Or they figure out what they went wrong, but they're not having to serve it to anybody or give it to anybody. We're here. It's a real cool day out, and somebody was really looking forward to our charred tomato soup with grilled cheese croutons. <laughs> And, and it's not fresh. And it's not ready or it's terrible. Option A is, okay, it's not that great. You can eat it if you like. You know, we're never doing a regular work. Yeah. And then option B, you don't have soup for today. Yeah. Or it's going to be extremely late. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's avenues that, you know, and that, and that happens to us, you know. Uh, but I'm, 
it happens everywhere. But when you're working with, and like I said, when we're in a full swing, we have 33 students in here and four teachers. So there's, there's a lot going on. And the kids have to know what they're doing. They have to be, you have to be organized. And they have to know, you know, they have to see the end. They have, you have to give them step-by-step -step instruction yeah. on most things. So I, unfortunately, I forgot to remember again. So I, at this point, I don't know how much time we've taken up. Um, for student, for, for individuals out there that have children or for students that are out there that are looking for, you know, more of a hands-on opportunity, what do they need to do in order to sign up to be one of the students? Here? Yeah, so, I mean, every every state, every, um, to my knowledge, has county um, vocational technical schools. And, you know, you can go on their website and you can apply. Most of them have, you know, I know for us here, we're in Camden County, New Jersey. So they go on the website, they fill out an application. They, they have, We have tours that you can call up and you can go on tour. If you're not sure of the career program that you want, like I just I had a young man in here um, last Wednesday, his parents called uh, and they brought him on, on a tour and he was torn between culinary arts, culinary arts, bakery, or collision repair. I said, oh my, hey, I said, it's odd. Yeah. You know, that would be your third choice. He says, well, I like, you know, I like working. Hard and like what he did say, he's like, I think of that would be more of a hobby kind of thing where I really enjoy watching cooking shows. I think really that's the the key. With and we also offer summer camps that kids come to in the summer, like fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. I definitely found out that I couldn't be a middle school teacher. I don't have the patience for fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. They are way too messy. And yes, it's, it's all. And so before, you know, we let you go, before I round everything up, do you want to let our listeners know where they can pick up some of your... Yeah, so we, you know, like I said, for, for right now, I mean, we are definitely sold out for this holiday, but we do things um, all the time. And um, I can give you my email address or whatever people are looking for stuff. If they have a party or they have whatever, they can always reach out to me and say, hey, I saw you on the... But, you know, is it possible? I live close to there. We're looking for this. We're looking for that. Sometimes it's possible. Sometimes it's not, depending upon what we have going on here. I always tell people, you know, I I want a lot of real world experience for my students, but their learning and their education comes first in everything. So there's been things where I've had to turn down that I really, really wanted to do. But, you know, and we also, like I said, we have to do a lot of competitions here. Um, I did tell you a little bit about that. And yeah, we have done. And whistles and alarms. And we should have a fire drill today. We normally have fire drills when it's like minus 32 outside. Yeah, for, for some odd reason. Yeah. yeah. So, right. but, uh, thank you very much. For the no, pleasure. Thank you. And thank, thank you for the you opportunity as well. <laughs> and the wonderful demo. So, um, so, you know, obviously, if you're tuned in, listening in, or watching at home on YouTube, um, reach out. To, to Jeff Barry, Barry at um, so yeah, Lasso, uh, G A L A S S O at ccps.net, and I'd be happy to, um, you know, if you send me an email, I'd be happy to talk with you or share anything that I have. If you have any questions about, you know, school or anything like that, I'd be more than happy to reach out and talk to you. 
So thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. If you would like to find us online, you can follow Gene Blum at... IBFoodie2 or Gene Blum on social media. Or if you'd like any recipes for any of these dishes we just talked about, you can email me at IBFoodie2 at Yahoo.com. That's I-B-F-O-O-D-I-E, the number two at Yahoo.com. And you can find me online at A.R. Pollockus. Or if you would like to be a sponsor or guest on the show, you can email me at A.R. at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you.